<laughs> is it time for recess yet? I'm so glad you found time to join us here on the Child Care Director's Chair, where Erica Sacoccio shares her best practices that she's refined through her passion of directing child care centers over the last 23 years. From parenting interaction, systems to save you time, money, and stress, to profitability. She shares it all from the Child Care Director's Chair. Welcome back, everyone, to another insightful episode of the Child Care Director's Chair, where we provide you with valuable tips and techniques to help you excel in your role as a child care director. I'm your host, Erica Scoscio, and today we'll be discussing an integral aspect of a director's role, effectively communicating with families and staff. But first, let me start with a quote. Communication is the key to education, understanding, and peace. I'm going to say it again. Communication is the key to education, understanding, and peace. That quote is by James Bryce. It's one of my favorites. And as directors, it's imperative that we establish strong lines of communication that foster nurturing and co collaborative environment. So let's talk about a few director tips on how to make those critical connections for families and staff. Tip number one is to establish an open door policy. First, let's understand what an open door policy means in the context of a child care center. Essentially, it means that parents or guardians are always welcome to visit and observe their child's daily activities at the center without any prior appointments or restrictions. Now let's move on to the tips for creating an effective guidelines around open-door policies. You want to make yourself accessible to both families and staff by creating an environment where they feel comfortable to approach you with questions, concerns, or suggestions that they may have. You want to clearly define the policy. Make sure to put your policy in writing and share it with all parents and caregivers. Outline the specific hours during which parents are welcome to visit, the areas that they can access, and any limitations on observing certain activities, the process for check-in and check-out. And this transparency will help everyone involved understand the expectations and boundaries. Secondly, you want to consider privacy. Establish guidelines regarding privacy. While parents have the right to observe, it is important to prioritize the privacy and confidentiality of other children and staff members and explain to parents that they should refrain from discussing or sharing personal information that they observe about other children or staff members. Communicate expectations. Communicating expectations to parents explain the purpose of the open door policy and emphasize that it's designed to build trust, encourage involvement, and promote transparency. Make it clear that while parents are welcome to observe, it's important for them to avoid interfering or interrupting the daily routines of the child care center. While you're creating the open door policy, you also want to think about dialogue and feedback. Encourage open dialogue and feedback from parents. Let them know that any concerns or questions that they may have about the child care center or the center's practices are welcome. Provide a designated channel such as a suggestion box or regular caregiver meetings for parents to express their opinions their suggestions, or their concerns. And this will help foster effective collaboration and continuous improvement. 
And for those of you that are in a higher quality program and are part of a quality rating system, you already know having a continuous improvement plan is part of that requirement. Most high quality programs are already doing many of the pieces in today's episode. You want to also make sure that you are regularly reviewing and making any adjustments to your open door policy. Evaluate its effectiveness, collect feedback from both parents and caregivers, and make any necessary adjustments to improve its implementation. And remember, a transparent policy should always evolve. It should be based on the changing needs and dynamics of the child care center and the families in which it serves. I can tell you the families I have now are not the same families that I had 10 or 20 years ago. Uh, They definitely have different thoughts, opinions, feedback, and and that has uh, changed a lot throughout the years as early education has changed. So let's get into tip number two, practice active listening. Let's first understand why proactive listening is so critical for child care directors. As a child care director, your role goes beyond managing administrative tasks. You're responsible for the overall well-being of children and creating a positive environment. Proactive listening allows you to develop strong relationships with both children and parents and understand their concerns, address those issues promptly, and build trust in the child care community. So take the time to fully hear and understand the perspectives of the families and staff members and show empathy and respond in a balanced manner to create respectful and inclusive dialogue. Tip number three, you want to utilize clear and concise communication channels. Before we even get into those practical tips, let's think about why it's so important to have clear and concise communication at a child care center. By utilizing communication styles, you can ensure that everyone is involved from parents and staff to children themselves. Understanding expectations, procedures, and any important information. And clear communication promotes the sense of trust. It minimizes misunderstandings and it fosters a positive community atmosphere. So establish an effective communication system, such as regular newsletters, emails, or dedicated parent-staff communication app, such as ProCare, LifeCubby, BrightWheel, any, any one of those child care specific communication apps um, that you feel is the right fit for your program. And this will help you ensure information reaches everyone promptly and effectively. Additional considerations could be establishing a communication plan. A well-defined communication plan is the foundation for effective communication in a child care center. This plan should outline a variety of channels and methods through which information will be shared. Consider using a combination of verbal, written, and digital platforms to ensure everyone is reached. For instance, regular emails, newsletters, a dedicated parent portal, and bulletin boards can be utilized to keep parents informed about center policies, upcoming events, and children's progress. When you are communicating, be sure to use simple, and clear language. When communicating with parents and staff, it's essential to use simple and clear language that avoids excessive jogging or technical terms. Make sure to explain any unfamiliar terms or concepts to avoid confusion. 
And additionally, use positive and supportive language that ensures an open dialogue and collaboration. Remember, clear communication starts with choosing your words carefully. Active listening is a two-way street. Communication is a two-way street. Active listening is a key skill to develop. Encourage all staff members to actively listen to the parents, colleagues, and most importantly, the children by giving their undivided attention, maintaining eye contact, and offering verbal and nonverbal cues. It shows that you genuinely value and respect what the other person has to say. And remember, effective communication is not just about speaking. It is about truly hearing others. Now, one way that you could do this is use of visual aids. Because visual aids demonstrates can greatly enhance clear communication in your child care center. Using um, posters, charts, pictures to illustrate routines safely, different measures that you take within the program, and behavioral expectations. Visuals can be engaging for both the children and the adults and making the information easier to understand. For example, if you have a uniform in your program, having a picture of somebody who is dressed in the appropriate uniform with their name tag, you know, as a visual cue, how you want their hair, um, what kind of shoes, it just makes it easier to interpret. Some um, handbooks may say professional, casual attire. Well, that could be different for everyone. So by using visual cues and visual aids, it does make it a lot easier. And when applicable, provide hands-on demonstrations to guide parents and staff on practical skills or activities. You see, when you combine visual and verbal communication, you're ensuring that the information is conveyed more effectively. Tip number four is you want to hold regular staff meetings and training sessions. Regular meetings and feedback sessions are invaluable in maintaining clear and concise communication. Schedule staff meetings to discuss any updates, address concerns, and brainstorm ideas collectively. Some of your best ideas are gonna come from your teaching team. Additionally, hold periodic parent-teacher conferences to discuss children's progress, share feedback, receive input regarding the family's experience with your program. And this establishes an open line of communication, enabling all parties to be on the same page. Again, fostering trust and enhancing the overall child care experience. Now, I know I mentioned tr- trust quite a few times, but I can't think of any business that really relies on trust as much as the early childhood field. You're leaving your child, your, your most prized person in the world, with, with other people, and especially young children where they can't talk, can't really communicate with the parents about their day. Um, so it takes a lot of trust. And all of these things uh, that we talk about today really do help um, build that trust into uh, how families feel about your program. And foster a sense of teamwork and professional development by conducting frequent staff meetings and trainings. This will help keep your employees informed, engaged, and motivated. Tip number five, one of my favorites, get to know your families and staff on a personal level. Show interest in their lives, their hobbies, their aspirations, 
Building meaningful relationships will help establish a connection, making communication so much more smoother. Be approachable and create an inviting atmosphere where families and staff feel welcomed. They're more likely to open up and share about their lives. Smile and greet everyone at drop-off and pickups and ensure that your center has a warm and friendly ambiance. Now, if you have visited more than one center, you know what I'm talking about. If you've worked in more than one center, you know what I'm talking about. There is a difference between a place that's cold and sterile and it's all about policies and procedures and, and it's very, very rigid. And there are other places that are crazy, chaotic, that have don't have any structure. And then there's those places that are right in the middle, right in between, that really hit the, the perfect combination of the two. And those typically are the ones where people are happy, people are smiling, people are engaged. And as the director, you can really have a big part in that. And, you know, it's, again, it's so important to establish that trust with your families and staff right from the start. So encourage open communication by highlighting that you have that open door policy where everyone feels comfortable discussing any concerns, sharing stories, or seeking advice. How many times do parents come to you for advice? You know, especially first-time parents, and they're trying to figure out what's the best diaper, when should I transition my child uh, to food? Um, you know, just there's so many things that they ask us about. You know, is this is this typical? Is this normal? Uh, is my child reaching their milestones? And they're looking to you as the professional. And so, again, making that atmosphere where they feel comfortable to come and ask you those questions. You want to incorporate personalization in your interactions. Show genuine interest in getting to know your families and staff by one, remembering their names and their children's names and their specific interests and hobbies. And make notes if you need to so you can recall those details for future conversations. It's these small gestures that just go such a long way in building connections. And use those details to strike up conversations, asking questions like, how was your weekend fishing trip? Or how did the piano recital go? It demonstrates that you care about what happens in their lives beyond the childcare center. You can plan family and staff engagement events regularly, like organizing events such as a parent-teacher game night or a staff potluck, which we just had one uh, two days ago at my center. I brought my crock pot with the meatballs and sauce because I'm a Italian, so that was a must. But it provides opportunities for the family and staff to interact in a relaxed, in an informal setting. And it helps create a sense of community within your childcare center. These events promote bonding among families, staff, and even between the families themselves. Activities like games, music, or fostering uh, connections outside of the classroom by sharing talents. Invite families in to come share what it is that they, they know how to do and enjoy doing. And this allows the parents and the staff to see each other beyond the parent and teacher dynamic and build genuine friendships. I have been friends with so many families that have come through our program. They've come to my home for cookouts and pool parties and uh, Christmas parties and so many things outside of the center. And um, so I encourage you, have those types of center activities beyond the drop-off and pick-up. 
Inquire if families or staff have any special skills or talents that they'd like to share with the children. It could be anything. It could be from storytelling, craft workshops, or even leading a cooking class. It's this involvement that strengthens the relationships while creating a diverse and rich learning environment for our children. By inviting the families and staff to contribute to the center, you not only provide unique experiences for the children, but also acknowledge and celebrate their expertise. This level of involvement fosters a sense of belonging and creates an environment where everyone's contributions are valued. And then share updates and stories about your own life. A lot of times teachers are very modest and you know it's not really about them, but I think that when you share stories and updates about your own life, it encourages others to reciprocate. When parents or staff see you as more than just an administrator or a teacher, they'll be more inclined to share about themselves as well. And again, not only does this help build trust, but also authenticity shows that you're a real person like them. We all have our own thoughts, our own feelings, our own lives outside of the center. And being able to connect with families on a deeper level definitely makes the job much more enjoyable and it helps them feel much more comfortable leaving their little ones with you. So let's get into tip number six, provide constructive feedback. Offer positive reinforcement and give constructive suggestions to both families and staff members. And remember, communication should always be supportive and geared towards growth and development and improvement. Feedback is critical for growth and improvement, not just for the children, but also for the staff of the Child Care Center. Constructive feedback is an essential tool for professional development and maintaining a positive work environment. I would say it would be really important to focus on specific observations rather than generalized feedback. When giving feedback, it's important to highlight specific behaviors or actions that you notice. For example, instead of saying you need to improve your teaching skills, provide feedback such as, I noticed during circle time that you could engage the children more effectively by using visual aids or props. By being specific, you help the recipient understand what areas they should focus on for improvement. Providing specific examples can make all the difference in how the feedback is received. In my experience, I like to use the sandwich technique when delivering feedback. And for those of you who don't know, the sandwich technique involves sandwiching the constructive feedback between positive or affirming comments. It helps maintain a balance and ensures that the recipient doesn't feel attacked or discouraged. Stop by acknowledging something positive about their work or a particular strength that they possess. Then provide constructive feedback, highlighting areas for improvement. And then finally, end on a positive note, expressing confidence in their ability to grow and develop. This approach helps soften the impact of constructive criticism and promotes a, mo a growth mindset so that we're focusing on where we can grow and how, you know, and taking the tools that this person offers and using it to move forward. The sandwich technique is a classic approach that can work wonders in maintaining a supportive and encouraging environment. I like to encourage with the open dialogue when giving back feedback because feedback should be a two-way conversation, allowing both parties to express their thoughts and concerns. 
listen actively to their perspective, and be open and understand their point of view. This dialogue helps establish trust and respect between the giver and recipient of the feedback. And additionally, it provides an opportunity for the feedback recipient to seek clarification or ask for further guidance, ensuring that they fully understand the expectations. Creating a safe space for open dialogue is essential for fostering a positive feedback culture in any child care center. And remember, constructive feedback should always serve as a catalyst for growing and improving, both for the individuals involved, for the overall quality of the center, and the children in our care. Tip number eight is be transparent and honest. Establish a culture of transparency by being open, honest, and approachable. React with integrity, professionalism, and promptly address any concerns or issues that may arise. Tip number eight is celebrate achievements and milestones and recognize the hard work and success of both your families and staff. Publicly acknowledge their efforts. It will encourage continued dedication and motivate others to perform well. Tip number nine, create open and respectful discussion platforms. Organize town hall meetings, parent advisory councils, or online discussion forums to provide an opportunity for families and staff to share their thoughts and ideas openly, fostering a sense of community and collaboration. And tip number 10, continuously evolve and adapt, staying up to date with the latest communication tools and techniques. As technology advances, explore new ways to improve communication, making it more accessible and engaging for both families and staff. Well, there you have it, our top 10 director tips on how to communicate effectively with families and staff. And remember, clear and open communication is a foundation for successful collaboration, growth, and a thriving community. Join us next time for another episode packed with essential tips and strategies on how do you excel in your role as a child care director. Until then, keep nurturing those connections and fostering an atmosphere of effective communication. And don't forget to have a great day. Well, all the cute little kiddos have been picked up and it's time to go home. And that'll do it for another episode of the Child Care Director's Chair. Please leave a review so Erica knows the information is helping you to manage and improve your child care centers. Remember to subscribe to get the latest episode from Erica's Child Care Director's Chair. <laughs>